It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to BGN Radio. Welcome to This Week in Fantasy. (sighs) No, not that kind of fantasy. A little more nerdy, a little less sexy. I mean, is there any doubt that Superman wouldn't be the greatest fantasy baseball player in the world? That's the ticket. right, BGN Radio, we are back, and it is time for This Week in Fantasy, as we are joined by the most wonderful crew in the world from Chicago, Illinois, and also from FFToolbox.com, Mr. Tony Casali. What's happening, pal? Oh, you know, just staring at computer screens and making the numbers dance. (laughs) It's his favorite thing to do. Uh, And of course, uh, you can hear him uh, every week right here on BGN Radio along with uh, being part of rotowire.com and 97.5 The Fanatic, Mr. James Eltzer. What's happening, bud? John, I don't just make numbers dance. I make people dance. So <laughs> I, uh, I, I got that going for me. I, I can't do math, and I just headbang. So, I, I mean, I got nothing going on on that side. But um, some interesting things sort of happening. Uh, a lot of a lot of worries this week still of, of kind of what to do with a bunch of players. We'll get into that. Uh, some uh, changes being made at quarterback, which – Makes the landscape somewhat interesting, depending on how much faith you have in in some of these guys. But uh, we'll start with, I I guess, some pretty big news. The return of Mr. Marvin Jones coming back to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Tony, do you think that negatively enhances, positively enhances anybody uh, on Cincinnati? And what's your kind of outlook for Marvin Jones from here on out? You just blew my way with negatively enhances. (laughs) I think that's fantastic. Well, before we get too excited about uh, uh, the re- the return, 
you know, of Marvin Jones, which I think is fantastic. Uh, now it's uh, there's a report that he tweaked his ankle already. You know, I, I like Marvin Jones, and I think he's going to be somebody you should definitely add to your roster, get him off of the waivers uh, or the, the free agent pickup right now. Um, but I don't think he's going to be somebody I'm going to start this week. Even if his ankle does turn out to be okay, I think it's going to take him maybe a little while to get into game shape and get ready. I think that ankle... Uh, uh, you know, getting rolled or tweaked a little bit is sort of indicative of what happens when people come off of a long injury, when they miss a ton of time. You get these little nicks. It's going to take a little bit of time before he's at full speed would be my guess. Uh, so, yeah, definitely pick up Marvin Jones. Definitely have him on your team and then definitely put him on your bench this week. I think uh, going forward, uh, Mohamed Sanu is probably going to be the, the you know, the one person who's going to see the most effect. He's going to he's going to be. Uh, uh, sent back a little bit. He's not going to have the same amount of receptions he did. A.J. Green will be just fine, and it'll definitely give Andy Dalton a little more, uh, 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 some more people to work with. Um, the tight ends there, still struggling. Eifert hasn't done anything. Um, but, you know, their defense is carrying the team. Uh, but definitely Dalton, uptick. A.J. Green, no change. Uh, Sanu, down. I think the one thing that, that I would say is that I think Cincinnati really is going to be a running attack this year. I think they love Gio Bernard, Giovanni Bernard. I think they like Jeremy Hill a lot. Uh, that offensive line may be the best in the game, definitely one of the best in the game. Uh, I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I, I, I think Marvin Jones definitely better than Sanu, but uh, you know, I think a lot of Marvin Jones' production last year came in that one game against the Jets, 122 yards and four touchdowns in that game. Did end up with 10 touchdowns overall, so so I think Dalton does kind of like him in the red zone. I think that's something that could be useful moving forward. But ultimately, I think outside of A.J. Green, uh, if you're not talking about much deeper leagues, you know, the, the deep 12s, the 14s, the 16-team leagues, I just don't see Jones as anyone you're going to play on a weekly basis unless you're having a really tough bye week. I, I just don't see a huge fantasy impact here. Uh, and speaking of fantasy impacts, a lot of tight end injuries. Uh, we didn't, uh, you know, Dennis Pitt is out. Um, there's a, a lot of different guys that are kind of going down, and it's kind of the same scenario you see almost every year. There's those top-tier guys, and then it really just kind of trickles down here. James, if you're looking for tight end value right now in the waiver wire or even in a trade, where are you trying to find those those kind of diamonds in the rough still that you think could still kind of have a, a little bit of a boom here towards the middle part of the season? Well, it's it's kind of too bad because there were a, a fair amount of those guys, and it seems like the last week or two they've kind of uh, blown up and and probably are owned on most teams and guys like Larry Donnell and Travis Kelsey, who I think were out there in a lot of leagues prior to the last couple of weeks. Um, so that that's kind of frustrating in the sense of, of looking for a replacement. Uh, I think Heath Miller has played a little bit better lately. Uh, you know, Roethlisberger likes him in the red zone. I think he's someone who's probably on a lot of wires who you can get, who you can at least, you know, assume you'll get 40, 50 yards and maybe a touchdown each week. You won't get a donut, which is nice. Uh, I think, honestly, what I've noticed in a lot of my leagues is is uh, looking for guys who got hurt and got dropped. Jordan, we- Jordan Reed was dropped in a lot of my leagues. Uh, they seem optimistic that he might be able to play this week. Niles Paul, of course, had that really scary concussion in the Thursday night game. Um, but look, they've looked for Niles Paul. I think he's got something like 28 targets on yeah. the year. Uh, you know, I think Cousins likes to use that tight end. Jordan Reed, if nothing else, is a better athlete than than Niles Paul. So I think if Jordan Reed's out there on your waiver wire, it's time to go out and pick him up. I, I think he's going to make an impact moving forward if he can stay healthy. Outside of those two guys, 
you know, there's really no deep flyers that I, I, I'm really excited about. I, I think that, you know, I, I think like you said, you might have to go out and try and make a move, maybe try and trade for a Kelsey or a Donnell who people might not, you know, people might've picked them up because they had a big game, but not necessarily believe that they are for real. I think both of those guys are, are definitely for real. Travis Kelsey, super athletic, put on a show on Monday night against the Patriots. And, and I just think Donnell's just a part of that offense. Eli loves, loves using his tight end. Uh, he's going to look for him. He, he's, uh, you know, one of the leaders in catches for tight ends so far this season. So I, I think you either try and, you know, you're, you're not gonna have to buy too high if someone doesn't believe in those guys or, you know, go out and get a Heath Miller or find a Jordan Reed on your wire. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a, it's a little bit tricky and James really hit the nail on the head that a lot of these guys that were flying under the radar to start the season are already owned in some of the leagues. There, there's going to be some situations where you're going to be, uh, uh, really behind the eight ball this week there's with all these people out uh and there's very few that are still available uh you know niles paul yeah you mentioned it that scary concussion it's hard to imagine uh that he'll be back this week so yeah picking up jordan reed again uh you know the problem with those two is they're monday night they're both questionable it's really hard to to not have anybody ready to go unless you think that Paulson is going to be the guy there. And then you're, you know, you're really, uh, you know, sort of uh, going to be behind the eight ball if you have to wait till Monday night. So some of the guys you might want to take a look at, maybe find out if, you know, there's an, a blast from the past, but they're coming off a bye week. Uh, Jared Cook, uh, you know, if you're if you're in a bad way, uh, you know, he's actually had a, you know, really nice uh, start to the season. Uh, they're going to be going against Philadelphia this week. It's not a really good matchup, uh, but if he's going to be the guy there at tight end and he's going to start to actually fulfill some of his potential, you know, uh, as a back end fly, uh, flyer guy, he's still available in a, in a ton of leagues. I imagine uh, Dwayne Allen's another one who's been playing pretty well. Again, not a great matchup. They've got Baltimore this week, um, but he's another guy that you can have sitting on your on your roster to 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 jump in. Uh, just in case you're just filled with injured tight ends. I'll throw one name out there, and he's got a pretty decent matchup this week against Pittsburgh. Uh, with Marcides Lewis being out, and I know there's not a lot going on in the Jacksonville offense, and you know they can't really run, they can't really throw. Clay Harbor, who was decent for uh, a good amount of time here in Philadelphia, um, is down there with Marcides Lewis being out, and honestly, I don't know how he survives year after year. Uh, that might be good uh, a play for a couple of weeks if you are absolutely, absolutely desperate for a tight end. I mean, he, there's nobody else there to throw to tight end wise other than him. Um, yeah, it's it's um, if you got to, and I'll say this: if you were Martellus Bennett uh, owner, you're a genius because uh, <laughs> I expected them to do well, and uh, I didn't expect them to do this well. And uh, James touched on it as well. If you're if you have those back to back guys like. Um, I don't know. Let's say you have a, a, a Julius Thomas, and then you took a flyer on Travis Kelsey. I'd be selling Travis Kelsey right now for the biggest need on your team, uh, for somebody that's really desperate that has somebody you know a decent wide receiver, running back, that type of combination. So, uh, it, definitely something to look into. Um, and we'll stick with the Kansas City Chiefs here, uh, uh, Mister uh, Tony Casali. Nile Davis still got 16 carries. It was a blowout win against Monday night uh, on Monday night against uh, New England. Are you pretty confident that you can start him even if Jamal Charles is healthy? 
Yeah, I'm starting to think so. You know, I don't know if this is going to be an every week thing. It sort of brings me back to last year when you're looking at somebody like, a, you know, the Reggie Bush, Joyke Bell situation uh, where you could start, you know, about halfway through the season or a little bit earlier, you started to realize, hey, I can actually start Joyke Bell even when Reggie Bush is in there because they're going to be using him. And it looks like they're going to be they're going to be running the ball a ton. And if they can, you know, continue to, you know, get some leads on some teams, obviously uh, they're they're committed to running the ball. Their offensive line looks good. Uh, they beat up on New England. Uh, but going forward, if the matchup permits, if you're looking at, you know, somebody who's a, a given up maybe a top 10 uh, rushing yards per game, I absolutely think you can have Niall Davis in there, even if, You've got a healthy Jamal uh, Jamal Charles. He's gonna get his opportunities. This team's gonna run the ball forty times a game. Uh, so so yeah, absolutely. I think he'd be a starter on pretty much any you know not any other team, but he'd be a starter easily on half of the teams in the NFL right now if he were there. Yeah, well, I think I just heard you giggle there a little bit when Tony said they're gonna run the ball forty <laughs> times. I think we're going the same way. I did. Uh, I think anyone from Philadelphia knows that. I think there's no chance that Andy Reid runs the ball 40 times every game for the rest of the season or anywhere in that vicinity. Um, and honestly, not just because Tony said that, but that's my biggest worry with, with starting Nile, you know, on a weekly basis, especially if you're going to start both, is that I don't trust Andy Reid to, to go with what's working. I, I don't trust Andy Reid to consistently run the football, even if it is working. I think that that Monday night game was – uh, you know, a, a very special circumstance in the sense that that it was over early and they just dominated the game. The Patriots couldn't do anything against the running game. So you pretty much just had to run it. And then on top of that, that's Jamal Charles's first game back after the injury. Um, you know, maybe you want to spare him a little bit, give him a little rest. I think they're going to use Charles. I, I think that Davis is going to have some value. I think there are going to be weeks like this. But look, if he doesn't run off that 40-yard 48 yard run on Monday night. He's only at about what 60 something yards. So, uh, you know, much less impressive outing there. I really like Niall Davis. I think he's a must own for any Jamal Charles owner. I think that if Charles gets hurt again in any way, Niall Davis automatically becomes a top 10 running back. Uh, but in terms of starting him on a weekly basis, if Jamal Charles is healthy, I just, I just wouldn't feel comfortable doing it. I would say hold on, obviously, for what, what James has said. We don't know how Jamal's, Jamal Charles' health is going to progress. Uh, if I had to lean one way, sell, 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 baby. San Francisco, San Diego, St. Louis is a great matchup. Uh, then you have the Jets, Buffalo, and Seattle all all in different weeks there. Andy will panic at some point and just have Alex Smith throw the ball. I think you sell him right now and get whatever you can for him. Um, because I, I don't expect it to be that great going forward. We've been seeing a lot of offensive struggles here, and some guys with some pretty predominant names, uh, you know, the teams that I'm throwing out here on my sheet, New England, Carolina, Tennessee, the Jets, Houston. Uh, obviously, I'll throw Tampa Bay in there, but we all, as we all know, nothing's really working down there. You know, Tone, are you getting worried about the Tom Brady's your Kelvin Benjamins and you know, the, the Tennessee backfield. I mean, what are, what are you doing with these particular offenses going forward here? Yeah. I mean, this is really sort of a, a case by case basis. And even the teams that have struggles at offense, they don't necessarily have struggles at 
all of their offense, right? So so it's easy right now, especially coming off that Kansas City game, to sell all of the Patriots for the rest of the year. And obviously that's not going to be the case. Uh, Shane Barine will probably pick it up a little bit uh, and still get you some PPR yards. Yeah, I'm probably not going to be starting Tom Brady, but it's pretty rare that he has back-to-back-to-back you know, bad games. He should pick it up a little bit, um, but he's unlikely to be my starter. Uh, in, in Carolina, what I'm looking at, is no, no, you don't panic on on Kelvin at all. I mean, uh, you know, for a rookie, he's having a fantastic season. Uh, So I don't panic about him, although I would be a little bit worried about Cam Newton. I think, uh, you know, just having 33 total rushing yards, you know, you were expecting him to get the rushing yards once he started to get healthy, and that was going to be the reason you drafted him. You weren't, you know, this is a defensive team. You know they're going to run the ball. Um you know, now the re- all of their running backs are are injured. So you have Cam Newton, who hasn't been running the ball. You've got Darren Reeves with his uh, uh, 2.2 yards per carry so far this season <laughs> is going to be the starter there. And, and uh, hey, look, if you need a starting running back, go ahead and pick him up. Don't get me wrong. He's a starting running back for an NFL team. So that's exciting. You can have him on your team. And I think he's owned in about 1% of leagues. So, yeah, go for it. Uh, but But understand that. You know, their, their offense is going to be they're going to be under the gun a little bit. Uh, so so Cam Newton in their running game, a little bit worried. But obviously people like uh, Greg Olson still performing well and Calvin Benjamin still performing well, although there's very few other people that I would consider starting on that team. I think Tony made a great point. It really is a team by team kind of thing. I am definitely worried about the New England offense. Uh, they just they just look bad, you know, they, the playmakers don't look like they can make plays. The offensive line, which should have been good coming into the season, is basically in shambles. Um, I'm worried about Carolina for sure. Cam Newton, I think Calvin Benjamin is probably the only person, and maybe Greg Olson, I guess, the only people on that team who I am not too worried about from a fantasy perspective. Uh, another common factor there, Carolina, one of the worst offensive lines in the league last year. They had a great offensive line. Um, I, I think you can kind of see a, a – a similar kind of trend there with a couple of these teams having subpar performances with the bad offensive lines. I think for the jets, it's just a, a lack of talent. I mean, we see it every year. They just, you know, they don't have a ton of playmakers. I think Eric Decker has been a little bit better than people expected. Uh, Chris Ivory looks like the back there. I, I think what you take out of this is that there are certain guys on those teams that are ownable. Uh, but I think across the board, you're absolutely not excited about those teams. You're not excited about the prospect of of them going out and putting up 40 points a, a week because there's no chance of it happening. So uh, generally, as a rule in fantasy, I, I do think it is a good rule, whether it's fantasy baseball, football, whatever it is, to, for the most part, avoiding players on bad teams. Uh, but again, there will be guys like Kevin, Kelvin Benjamin, uh, you know, guys, Arian Foster, when healthy, who will be worth owning on these teams. But you're definitely not looking at, at a, a lot of players on these teams. So you're you're really just focusing in on a couple players and, and then just want nothing to do with the rest of it. Yeah. One team we, we might have uh, should have probably mentioned is Buffalo as well, uh, even though there's not a lot of great playmakers there. And I think, uh, you know, for the most part, the running CJ Spiller, Fred Jackson has been. Uh, just fine doing what they're doing, but they do make uh, the change to the man who likes to drink whiskey and smoke cigarettes and not play for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, former Chicago Bear as well, Mr. And Denver Bronco. Where hasn't this guy played at this and point? And Purdue Boilermaker as <laughs> well. How about that? How can I uh, underestimate that? Come on, uh, Mr. Iowa, get it together. Uh, well, you know, yeah, those were, those were bad times uh, when they played Purdue, but um, they make the change. They go with Kyle Orton in Buffalo. 
Does that uh, do anything for you, James? Uh, not not a ton. Uh, I think that look, EJ Manuel looked about as bad as an as a NFL quarterback can look. Um, he he wasn't able to to stay in the pocket and complete things downfield. It looked like he was very shaky, getting rid of the ball quickly. So I, I think Wharton, if nothing else, he's a, he's an NFL quarterback. He's done it before. Uh, I think it, from a fantasy perspective, I think this is definitely a positive. I think it'll help, uh, especially a guy like Sammy Watkins. I think he's going to get more consistency in how the ball's delivered to him and when it's delivered to him. I think it can only help. I don't think it can do anything bad. I think as far as the running backs go, again, I think that if, look, if Orton can make the offense run a little bit more smoothly, which I believe he probably can, I think it's a boon. I think it's going to help these guys. I just don't think it's a huge help in the sense that Orton is obviously nothing special. Um, so I, yeah, I think it's a little bit of a help. I, I think if you have a, a Buffalo skill position player, you're a little bit happier today than you were a couple days ago, but ultimately, I mean, we're still talking about Kyle. Orton. Yeah, I know. It was, we were talking off air. Sammy Watkins had said today, uh, this being uh, Wednesday, as we're recording this about, uh, you know, in the evening time, uh, that the, already the ball is coming out quicker and he reads things a lot better. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe take a little more stock in Sammy Watkins if he's saying stuff like that. But, um, Tony, I want to move down the coast. I want to go to Baltimore because the, the, the running back situation there is, is still up in the air and it's almost kind of like a guessing game. Uh, but do you like, you know, Pierce Forsett, uh, Talia Farrow, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Cause I never do. Who do you like down there kind of as this, the, the middle of the season goes here, or is this kind of more of a stay away where, you know, if you if you if it's your only option, play one of the guys and see what happens? Or, uh, yeah, what are you doing in Baltimore? Yeah, uh, yeah, like is a strong word for any of these guys right now. I'll tell you, who I don't like, and that's Bernard Pierce. I yeah. think he's a pretty easy drop right now. So, so now it just remains between Justin Forsett and uh, and the rookie Talia Farrow. Uh, you know, Forsett's looked really good. Uh, he he's averaging you know uh, well over four yards a carry. I think it might be in the neighborhood of five five something a carry. So he's looked really good when he's had the ball. Uh, uh, Talia Farrow had his first you know, big game in his first touchdown a couple of weeks ago. And then they went back to making four set the starter right after that. So it's a little bit confusing on who they're going to end up giving the ball to. Obviously Gary Kubiak's a four set guy. He's, he's kept him from retiring and he's staying in uh, Baltimore and staying playing this year. Um, but I think going forward, I, you know, it, it really, I'm edged out. I, I'm edging out for set with Talia Farrow just because of his youth and uh, and his skill set. I think even though he's a rookie, uh, as the season goes on, they're going to get him the ball a little bit more and a little bit more. Uh, and so uh, by a hair, I lean Talia Farrow, uh, it, although it's going to be again, it's going to be one of these things where it's matchup by matchup basis because it looks like they are going to be splitting the carries and neither one of these guys is going to see 20 touches a game unless somebody else is down. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, on a similar wavelength with tone in the sense that I think Bernard Pierce is is clearly the third guy here. I, I just I don't think they love Pierce down there. I think we've all seen Pierce play. He's just. He doesn't have a ton of burst. He doesn't really do anything on the football field as a running back that that makes you go, whoa, or, or anything like that. So I, I agree Pierce is definitely the odd man out. I, I think other than that, though, it's going to be a split. I think they're going to get Forsett involved. I think he's going to be the clear passing down back, um, which is going to you know take some of the, the potential ability to score away from Talaferro. So um, I, I think it's going to be kind of a tough situation. I, I do agree it's Talaferro over Pierce for sure. I think Talaferro 
is worth taking a shot on, especially in a 12-team league if he's not owned. You know, I think he's going to get a chance to, to make some plays, to be involved, uh, maybe a nice flex play in a bye week. But ultimately, I just don't think you're going to get a lot of fantasy goodness from the Baltimore running back situation. I'm going to go against the grain, and I'm going to say that Justin Forsett is probably the running back that you want to hold on to the most. Uh, just by a hair. I think there, there's more potential for him to do stuff in that offense in the middle of the season here. Obviously, I agree that matchup on matchup basis is there. Uh, the ultimate thing you should do, as uh, I'm probably going to say with a lot of these kind of situations, mail them out. Celebrate celebrate the trade. <laughs> get whatever you can for them because it makes your headaches go away and get a piece that you know is going to be solid week by week for a need that you might uh, uh, need for your, you know, for your lineup uh, week to week. So trade them, celebrate, and I, I tell you what, uh, one of the best things that you can celebrate, of course, as you're listening to this on BleedingGreenNation.com, is uh, with a Dunkin' Donuts free coffee. And you're not hearing me wrong here, guys. Uh, that's right, Dunkin' Donuts in the greater Philadelphia area runs the Eagles win, you win program. Fans can score a free medium hot or iced coffee. Uh, the day after each Eagles win with a special offer on the Duncan mobile app. So all you got to do, go download the app, give them a follow over at, at Duncan Philly on Twitter, or check them out on Facebook for more information. Eagles fans run on Duncan, and so do we, because we're fueled by Duncan Donuts, and we love, and we can proudly announce that they're with us for the rest of the year. And uh, a big uh, shout-out to Ed Donovan and the crew over there uh, for uh, working with us and getting this partnership together. And that means, again, too, we just uh, got to break it up. We are giving away tickets uh, to the Giants game, Sunday night football. So if you're interested in that, check us out at BGN underscore radio. Look at the pinned tweet there. It gives you all the directions of how to do that. And check out Bleeding Green Nation on Facebook as well because we're giving away a pair of tickets as uh, over there as well. So with that being said, uh, it's time to kind of figure out what to do with a couple of the uh, individual players, a uh, new segment we're going to do, what do we do with? We're going to trade them, we're going to sell them, we're going to drop them, we're going to try and figure it out best for you. James, we'll start with you. Uh, Matt Asiata, big, big week, has been uh, getting those goal line touchdown carries. What are you doing with him? If I can trade him, I am. Uh, I just don't think he's that talented. He, he doesn't, again, kind of similar to Bernard Pierce, he doesn't seem to have a lot of burst. He seems slow out there. But look, they seem to like him. They're, he's part of their game plan. He's getting involved in the passing game. He's scoring touchdowns. So uh, if you can trade him, I, I would try and trade him. But uh, if you can't, yeah, you have to hold on to him. He's definitely worth owning, at least right now. Uh, I say trade him. I, I think that they're going to be moving on. I, I still like him as a goal linebacker. You might be able to get something, but I don't think his numbers are going to match up to it this year. Yeah, and and one more note on that. I think Jarek McKinnon, obviously, is kind of a hot name. He is definitely someone to keep an eye on. He is extremely talented if raw uh yeah i say uh i say you move him out too if he can't move him out uh i, I would i would actually pff, take a low ball offer on asiata i think he's uh i think he's just the uh fancy mike tolbert at this point and his numbers are going to de- uh, decline pretty rapidly uh tony sean mccoy lot a lot a lot a lot of worried owners with LeSean mccoy what are you doing with him right now i'm gonna keep him actually uh you know i i don't think you're gonna get enough for him frankly uh, people would be probably scared off by what you would ask for a player like LaShawn McCoy being the first or second overall pick this year. Look, you're going to get Lane Johnson back. I think uh, the offensive line will probably get it together. They're going to keep running the ball. You take a breath. I know it's tough right now, but LaShawn McCoy is going to be just fine. Hold on to him. Trade for LaShawn McCoy, John. Yes, I, that, yes. That's what I would do. I, I 
everything Tony said and more, uh, I think this guy is just too good to be held down for this long. If you can find a panicked owner, maybe look for an owner who's one and three or oh and four who has shady and, and just find a way to pry him loose uh, at a discount because, uh, uh, good times are coming ahead for Shady. There is no way this continues. Uh, and speaking of big names, uh, Tone, we'll stick with you. Andre Johnson, what are you doing with him? Yeah, Andre Johnson is a, another one of those big names that you can consider trading. Uh, I would actually hold on to him, though. Uh, it, I mean, unless you could get something uh, very good from him. Look, I, you know, he's people know he's, his ankle. He heard a little pop, and he got, you know, he was sidelined for a little bit. He's 33 years old. We're not really sure how he's going to do. But look, it looks like DeAndre Hopkins is doing great. He might even be taking most of the of the number one quarter corners in the in the league. Uh, but honestly, Johnson's season isn't that bad uh, if you don't mind the fact that he's been held out of the end zone, uh, which you probably actually do mind <laughs> that. I don't think that'll continue, though. I think he will find the end zone. Uh, he's got 22 catches on the year. I think uh, he's going to continue to see targets uh, and receptions. And I think uh, he'll start getting in the end zone uh, fairly soon. James? I say trade him. Uh, you know, I, I like. I think he's nice to have in a PPR. He's going to get his catches. But like we said, I mean, this guy's allergic to the end zone. I, I actually think that if he got in the end zone, the world might end. Who knows what would happen? Um, so, I, and I think there is still the name recognition out there. His numbers are, you know, minus the touchdowns. He's still got catches. He's still got targets. He's still got yards. Um, I, I just think DeAndre Hopkins is the better receiver. I, I think mm -hmm. that Houston knows it. I, I think the league knows it. I, I think that... We're going to see DeAndre Hopkins kind of break out this year, uh, and I think it's already happening, um, as we've seen, you know, with other receivers in the past, where where all of a sudden there's a one year and and oh, that guy's the best guy on that team, and I think that's what's going to happen this year with Hopkins. So uh, I think that Andre Johnson will still be valuable; it'll still be worth owning. But I think if you can get anywhere close to draft day value for him, I think you do it. Uh, and that'll move us right into our mailbag and they our good man, Mario Z always checking us out. Thanks again for listening. And as always, bud, uh, we, um, he got killed last week, so he's feeling a little down, but he doesn't blame us. And I appreciate that. Uh, flex question. And we're going to stick with Andre Johnson. He uh, is trying to decide between, uh, Johnson, uh, playing at Dallas or Travis Kelsey at San Francisco, uh, tone, where are you going there? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you you probably go ahead and give Kelsey's hot right now. Uh, and we just talked about, you know, Andre Johnson being allergic to the end zone, uh, it, you know, and, and that being the case, Dallas's defense is a lot better than they were expected to be, although it wouldn't be hard to be better than they were expected to be. Uh, Travis Kelsey's coming off of a good game. They're targeting him. Uh, even if he isn't your guy going forward for the rest of the season, Travis Kelsey uh, uh, should continue to put up some decent numbers, even against a, a pretty good San Francisco defense. I go Kelsey. Uh, same for me. Uh, James, which way are you going? It's funny. After all the Andre Johnson bashing I just did, I'm going to go the <laughs> other way. I'm going to go with Andre Johnson. Uh, I mean, look, Kelsey had one great game, uh, eight catches, 93 yards, and a touchdown. Before that, he had three catches, four catches, three catches. I, I do think he's going to become a bigger part of the offense, but – I think that San Francisco defense might have figured some things out against the Eagles. I think it's just a better better matchup for Andre Johnson. I I know Dallas's defense has played better, but I, I'm not buying that. I'm sorry. I still think that they are seriously deficient on in terms of talent. Uh, Morris Claiborne, of course, goes down with the the torn uh, patella done for the year. I just think that's a matchup that that Houston can take advantage of. I think the secondary in Dallas is is still just weak, uh, and and like Tony said, I think there's a good chance that that the top corner you know is going to be on DeAndre Hop DeAndre Hopkins instead of Johnson. So 
I think this could be a decent week for Andre Johnson, if nothing else, in terms of volume. Uh, he also asked, since he has Jimmy Graham already, and this is something that we you know talked about a little earlier, what would be fair trade value? Because I'm trying to get a running back. Alfred Morris, Frank Gore, Matt Forte. Um, initially- I mean, for, wait, Forte needs to be taken off that list immediately. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you'd have to trade Jimmy Graham to get Forte. Sure. You know? And that's it, absolutely. And I, if you're going to, in between Morris and Gore right now, I think your best chance is going to be Alfred Morris. No one's trading out. Are you, we're talking about for Kelsey. There, no one's trading Alfred Morris for Travis Kelsey. No. Zero. I'm just, well, I'm just, it's, it's just not a, even close. I think it's, I you're going to need a package. Yeah. yeah well, that's what I, I'm I don't even think it's close. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think any of these guys really have a, have, I mean, like, I, I don't think I'd be trading Frank Gore for Travis Kelsey either. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't think you're going to get any, any top tier guys for it right now, but yeah, definitely a package, uh, deal there, uh, Mario. And, uh, one of our, uh, newer listeners, Miss, uh, Laurel J one, what's happening? How are you? Um, she says, I've got a trade offer for, uh, I'm, I'd be getting Edelman and Asiata for Keenan Allen. Should I take it? My current running backs are Shar Jennings, Foster, and, uh, Mr. Eddie Lacey. I'm going to go ahead and say no, <laughs> but uh, any of you guys have any input on that? Uh, I will concur with you. No. I mean, we already talked about it. Asiata might be, you know, getting uh, most uh, most of his carries taken by uh, the ultra-athletic McKinnon. Uh, Edelman, obviously, you know, is coming off of a down game and he's having a down season with a down New England offense. And you've already got a pretty decent stable of running backs. Obviously, Lacey isn't performing the way you'd like him to, but Rashad Jennings is picking up the slack. He's playing very well. Uh, hold on to Keenan Allen. Or if you're going to trade him, you can get better better than that. Much better. Much better than that. Uh, James, you concur? I concur. Yeah. Yeah. This Stick with what you got. Just I know it's hard. I know it's tough. Stick it out. I think uh, most of your ponies are going to start turning tricks here soon. Man, that sounds kind of dirty. I don't know why I just Good. said that. Yes. Uh, very dirty. <laughs> I like it. Um, uh, well, uh, wrapping up here, guys, uh, James, anybody on the waiver wire that you really think is worth grabbing this week? Not a ton, um, you know, especially because most of the guys we talked about are gone. Uh, in terms of quarterbacks, uh, I've noticed Eli Manning on a lot of waiver wires. It's unsexy, but I think he's finally figuring out that offense that, I think Eli's going to put up numbers. I think he's yeah. going to put up yards. I think they want to throw. I think Donnell's a nice red zone target for him. So uh, as unsexy and unexciting as it is, I think Eli Manning should probably be owned in a lot more leagues than he is. Got me the spot start win last week. I love it. Tony, anybody else? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think we talked a little bit about some of those uh, uh uh, players that were out there already that were, you know, unowned people like uh, your Darren Reeves and his, again, his 2.2 yards per carry. But again, these guys that are very, very uh, uh, lightly owned, but are going to have an opportunity to do a little something. So it's not a half bad idea if you've got that roster spot to go ahead and pick them up. And I also do uh, want to reiterate that uh, going ahead and picking up uh, uh, Jordan Reed and taking a look at that, because once he's in there, uh, you know, I think he's going to have the opportunity again to to do what he's uh, was brought in there to do, which is catch passes. I, w- I would also tell you real quick, uh, we don't talk about him very often, but uh, take a look maybe at the Steelers defense. They've got Jacksonville this week. It's not a terrible idea if you're doing a defense by committee to find out who Jacksonville happens to be playing. Absolutely. Uh, uh, 100%. That's pretty much the play, especially if you're streaming defenses. And if you're streaming quarterbacks, which I'm starting to dig a little more and more, as I'm kind of seeing it unfold here, there are a lot of unknown quarterbacks that you can kind of just pick up and drop uh, at your leisure. And if one sticks, that's that's great. But um, 
going to go ahead and say, and I might get killed for this. Uh, he is playing New Orleans. That that uh, it is a dumpster fire down there. My favorite quarterback in yours, Mr. Mike Lennon. I think that's who you should pick up this week if you are absolutely desperate for a quarterback. I think he's good again for his you know twenty five to twenty six points, depending on kind of how your scoring goes. Um, you know, it's in the it's in uh, the the dome, but it really doesn't bother me. If anything, it might be a shootout and. Uh, I think that uh, Mike Lennon is your guy this week, but uh, that will wrap it up uh, for this week in fantasy this week. I want to thank Tony Casali, Mr. James Zeltzer, and for myself, John Barchard. I want to thank you all for listening to This Week in Fantasy right here on BGN Radio. You've been listening to This Week in Fantasy, fueled by Duncan Philly. Radio.